If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Welcome to the tonight's edition of The Probe. Well, the budget 2024, as presented by Finance Minister in Parliament last week, we'll see a debate starting tomorrow. There have been budgetary workshops in Parliament this weekend. They didn't go outside Parliament. But really, tonight we are focusing, I'm turning the microphones over to you, as always, the audience. Many of you have been asking what exactly is in this budget for you. Does it cater to your needs? 
what exactly does it do will it reflect in your pockets amongst others tonight you get to ask all the nagging questions and minister of state at the finance ministry mr mohammed dr mohammed amin adam is my guest he's also the mp for karaga he joins us via zoom tonight so that we will take all your questions but first let me break down a bit more um for you what we saw in parliament as was read by finance minister ken Oforiata. and many of you may have might have seen uh, the highlights already if you haven't let me just take you through a casual look of what it is uh, for the ordinary person in terms of budget 2024 that's the hashtag well as it stands now it start let me start off with the tax reliefs that we've seen so far in that budget there's a zero rate of vat on locally manufactured african prints for two more years there's an extension also zero uh, rate vat on locally produced sanitary parts we also have import duty waivers for raw materials for local manufacturing of sanitary parts and this has been hailed by many groupings and then also there's an extension of zero rate of VAT on locally assembled vehicles for two more years we've also seen a wave import duties on import of electric vehicles for public transportation for eight years there have been questions about this but whatever it is we'll get to delve deeper into it and we've been hearing from the gma on this they have a showing in the budget government is to engage gma on waivers for vehicle importation to ease doctors transportation bedding upon passage of the exemptions act we also have grant exemptions on the importation of agricultural machinery equipment and inputs and this one medical consumables and also raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry part of the tax relief we've also seen a waiver of import duties on semi knockdown and completely knocked down electric vehicles imported by registered ev assembly companies in ghana for a period of eight years so that's what has been announced in terms of tax reliefs we also have some taxes reviewed a bit upward government is to review and expand the environmental excise duty to cover plastic packaging and industrial and vehicle emissions government is also to review the stamp duty act 2005 at 689 and bans subject to add valerium taxes will be expanded while the specific rates will be reviewed upwards so these are the two reviews that we've seen. Now, according to the finance minister, government has renegotiated the contract terms of the 160-bed La General Hospital project and will now be funded through the national budget. The contractor is expected back on site this week. So that was next week, but it is this week. Budget allocation is 150 million Ghana cities for 2024. That's on the La General Hospital. Made a lot of showing in Parliament last week. We'll be delving deeper into it, whether that money has indeed uh, been released and when exactly that will happen. We're told the contractor will come back to site this week. Something we'll be checking. Now let's take a look at the macroeconomic targets. First, the overall real GDP. At least 2.8, that's the target. We have our inflation rate at least 15% for 2024. We are currently about 30% and over. Now, our gross international reserves, the GIR, is less than 3.0 months of import cover. We have three months of import cover. That's what it looks like. Now, let's take a look at um, government's cutting down ex on expenditure. Is one thing that has been highly talked about in terms of what are the sacrifices government is intending to make as they tell us to also tighten our belts. Let's take a look. At the fiscal projection, 2023 versus 2024, I take a look at the ones excluding 
uh, you know, uh, the expenditure. Now, for revenue, in t what you see, the green is 2023, as you see up there, and then the yellow, or the mustard, some will call it, is for 2024. Uh, for revenue, we have 143.9. That's for 2023. Then 2024, we are taking a look at 176.4. Then expenditure, excluding arrears, for 2023 is 190.9. We also have 226.7 for 2024. That's excluding arrears. Then it gives us a fiscal balance for 2023, for then we have 50.3 uh, for 2024. That's the fiscal balance in terms of what we are looking at, excluding arrears. Let's take a look at it, including arrears. This is how it looks like. For revenue, 143.9 for 2023. Then we have 176.4 for 2024, including arrears in terms of expenditure. This is the numbers we are looking at. 205.4 as again 238.3. That's including arrears. Then we have a fiscal balance of 61.5 and 61.9. What really is going on here? I'm sure you would want to take a look at this and take note, take a mental note of this because we'll definitely be coming back to it. So is government really cutting down on expenditure we have one excluding arrears and one including arrears and this is the fiscal balance that we get so going on um ddp uh, this is much talked about we, we've been told in parliament that has been concluded According to the finance minister, we successfully concluded the DDEP and we are making steady progress on external debt restructuring. That's the announcement that was made in parliament by the finance minister. Um, but really, uh, are we still on target in terms of getting the second tranche amongst others is what we are looking at. What's our talks um, internationally? Yeah, we'll go on to the next slide. And the big five exchanges in terms of the DEP, uh, the type of exchange, we have the DDEP, the first leg. This is what we raked in. The target was 60.9 billion. Amount exchange at 87 billion. Participation rate, we got a 90.7%, a whopping rate there. The pension funds, 31 billion. That was the target. Amount exchange, 29.6 billion. Participation rate, 95.3%. The local bonds in terms of USD, 809 million was our target. We got 742 million amount exchanged and 91.7% in terms of our participation rate. Cocoa bills, 7.9 billion. 7.7 billion is what we got. Our target was 7.9 billion. So that's also a whopping 97.4% participation rate. Bank of Ghana non-marketable bonds, 70.9 billion. Ghana cities was our target. We had 70.9 billion, 50% haircuts there. 100% participation. So a total of 214.9 billion Ghana CDs. Amount exchange 203 billion Ghana CDs. This is where uh, it looks like what happened to the fiscal space, what exactly will be the use. That's the big five exchanges in terms of what we had. So trying to give you a breakdown largely of everything that we heard in Parliament, what really concerns you as an ordinary person. So the external outlook, sector's performance will largely depend on the conclusion of negotiations with the country external creditors where are we exactly with that is the key question for many of you now let's look at the fate of the city and these are the factors in terms of going into 2024 uh, what really will be the fate of the city is very key the exchange rate is expected to remain stable supported by continued progress with the imf supported program we have the first tranche 600 million looking forward to the next tranche another 600 million expected inflows from the coco syndication loan and we saw a passage of it in parliament towards the end of the week then we are taking a look at the second tranche of the imf loan key when that is coming in and then mining inflow 
flows. These are the factors that will look at the fate of the city, will actually determine the fate of the city. So in terms of the ordinary person, this is your case. 2024 budget, that's uh, budget 2024, that's the hashtag. And it's a good time if you haven't sent your questions in already, if I don't have it already, it's okay for you to send it in. Uh, Ministry of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam is my guest via Zoom. We'll take all your questions. A quick turnaround, then we get talking. I am MFA Apau, this is The Probe, live on the Joy News channel on Joy 99.7 FM, affiliate across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on myjoyonline.com and all our social media platforms. Please do stay with us. We're right back and we get talking. exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 ecobank joy news habitat fair join us at the accra international conference center from thursday november 23rd to sunday november 26th 2023 doors will be open from 8 a.m to 6 p.m each day to welcome you this year we are diving into the theme of home ownership exploring the nuances between affordability comfort and luxury whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades this fair is your destination for all things housing encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from ghana's housing and construction sectors engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement the ecobank joy news habitat fair is in partnership with ecobank the pan-african bank and powered by the planned city extension project from cities and habitats rent to own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough. Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual Infosec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. Alphabet City, the ABC of Home Sweet Home. St. Gobain Weber. Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. On the 25th day of November, Africa will be moved by music. It's the 11th Guinness Ghana DJ Awards, powered by Smirnoff. Who wins what? Who wears what? The back-to-back jams by the hottest DJs and your favorite music stars. Celebrate the biggest night of music as we recognize our iconic DJs. Miss performances by DJ Sky, Stone Boy, DJ Nice, Master Q, Gal Dem DJ, Samini. Oh, 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 oh. Lil Wayne.
DJ Sly, the Mask DJ, and all the way from Netherlands, DJ Polyester. Dial star 713 star 33 star 33 hush to get your tickets to this unforgettable night of great music. The Guinness Ghana DJ Awards is powered by Smirnoff and sponsored by Game Park Ghana, Virtual Sound Lab, DSTV Aquaba Magic, PC Entertainment, Hooked on Entertainment, with media partners, join 99.7 FM, Hits FM, join Prime TV, WhatsApp TV, GhanaMusic.com, the radio advertising people, and Showbiz TV. budget. What's in it for you? That's what we are looking at. The ordinary person's view uh, tonight here and your questions here on the probe. My guest tonight... debate beginning tomorrow are we ready well we are we are we are ready uh, because the budget has been presented and uh, as is usual uh, with uh, our parliament uh, which is also a constitutional issue as well as the uh, standard orders of, of parliament uh, mps are required to debate uh, the motion which was moved by the honorable minister for, for finance the Honorable Ken Oforiata, and that what by uh, debating the, the budget is actually a motion uh, on the presentation of the of the budget, and so mm. uh, it is important that uh, this platform uh, is maximised, and then we expect that members of Parliament uh, will will debate this dispassionately, uh, taking into consideration the, the interests of the people of, of Ghana okay. and the overall development of our country. Mm. Well, this uh, can safely be described, this particular budget, as uh, the very last budget, safely classified as the very last for uh, the finance minister, Ken Ufoyata, or the president for that matter. But really, um, looking at it, is that really it? Is that all, or there's more? Maybe uh, we can say this is a full budget, full uh, final budget, but uh, the minister... Uh, will be presenting a media budget mm -hmm. uh, as well in the course of uh, next year. And then before the end of the year, uh, November, uh, we will have to uh, also present uh, uh, a three-month uh, uh, budget mm. uh, to in the transition uh, before the new government will come and present a full budget for the year. We ask, is that all because you need, um, it's been classified as really in Kunim budget, does it really qualify to be a victory budget, you say, from what you've seen and, and what we had? Well, I think that this budget uh, follows the structure of uh, previous budgets. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, the, the chapters, uh, except that this year we have, in addition, a chapter on the IMF program. Uh, 
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Because we are implementing an IMF program and we've agreed with the IMF uh, some fiscal uh, measures that we have to put in place. Uh, there are conditions we have to meet. We've also negotiated some structural benchmarks which we have to implement. And so these are included uh, in, the, in the budget. Mm. But apart from this, the real chapters that we are all uh, familiar with in terms of the growth of the economy, uh, you cannot say that it is, it is empty, as some people have described that, because uh, when your economy is outgrowing an IMF projection, the IMF projected we're going to grow at 1.5%, mm-hmm. and uh, we grew at uh, 3.2% uh, average uh, over the uh, first half of the, of the year. And if you look at the trajectory, uh, we are likely to end the year uh, by between 28 to 3%. Uh, that would be significant. Don't forget that uh, we are implementing a consolidation program. Mm-hmm. And when you are doing a consolidation, growth surface. And therefore, uh, in the midst of this uh, tight consolidation, uh, you are uh, supposed to generate more revenue. You are supposed to reduce expenditure, which we are implementing in order to achieve a fiscal path. Re- of, reduction uh, of expenditure is the issue. Is government really committed to reducing expenditure? 
Well, government is committed to reducing their expenditure, and we have demonstrated that uh, this year, in this year's budget. Mm. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to be spending uh, on program 121.7 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually spent up to September 10404 billion uh, cities, which means that uh, we have spent about 14% below our program budget. Mm -hmm. And if this is not expenditure control, then I don't know uh, what, what it means. Mm -hmm. And so for government to be able to contain uh, uh, expenditure to the extent that we've spent 14% below program, uh, that shows that we are demonstrating uh, expenditure control commitment. And we are going to ensure that we see uh, that through the year and also in implementing the 2014 budget, mm -hmm. we should be able to uh, repeat what we have done this year in terms of expenditure and commitment control mm -hmm. so that we don't spend at the budget. Let me also say that we've agreed to uh, the IMF to achieve a, a, a fiscal path this year. We are supposed to be achieving a primary balance, which is the fiscal anchor of the budget of uh, uh, deficit 0.5%. As I speak to you, uh, so far we have achieved 0.4%. Okay. It means that we are even doing better than the fiscal path we agreed with the IMF. We are also supposed to achieve uh, a primary balance on commitment basis of uh, surplus 0.5% for 2024. And so if we have done it uh, in 2023, there is no reason why we should not do that in 2024. Mm. And so we committed to this and we will ensure that we do not deviate from the fiscal path. Okay. Well, we're hoping that we'll break this down, really, to the ordinary person. A number of questions, I must say. Uh, we've been hit with a number of them. We'll get into it. But there are a few updates that we would like to get in terms of some of the things we heard and outstanding things before the budget was presented. But if you were to tell the ordinary person the two innovative uh, policies or interventions that will give the ordinary person hope, what would it be in the budget? Well, I, I think it is important to recognize that for the ordinary people, mm -hmm. uh, particularly the more vulnerable uh, people, government is determined to increase the allocation uh, towards uh, social intervention. And that means that we are determined to protect the vulnerable. Uh, most of the time, when you have an IMF program, it is all austerity, 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 and it hurts ordinary people. But this time around, this government has negotiated certain ceilings for a social spending. The school feeding program, for example, has been doubled. And this we have agreed with the IMF to do that. Mm -hmm. And they did not have any problem with that. LEAP, we have doubled LEAP, livelihood empowerment against poverty. We've doubled that. The National Health Insurance Scheme, we've given them uh, more money. Capitation grant. And so to have negotiated these social interventions in the, in the IMF program is very innovative, something you don't see in that IMF uh, program. And therefore, uh, the ordinary people feel safe and protected that with the effects associated with an IMF austerity program, there is some relief, you know, that we are giving to them in order to enhance their living conditions and in order to assuage the effect uh, any austerity measures associated with the IMF program will have uh, on them. The second one, if you want innovation, is about 
what we call the Fiscal Stability Fund. You know that government implemented a, a DDEP uh, program, yeah. and that affected uh, some of the, the banks. Uh, so far, some of the banks have started reporting profits. Mm. I'm sure you are monitoring that. But there are others, especially the banks with state interest, which were affected by the DDEP. Government is introducing a fiscal stability fund, which is uh, mentioned in the, in the budget, uh, about $500 million to be provided by the government, and the World Bank provided $250 million, okay. making it $750 million, which will be used to cushion the banks, to, to support the banks, to make them uh, stronger, so that those that are faced with insolvency challenges uh, are, are made stronger to continue to support the private, the private sector. Okay. Uh, that's that, that innovative. Then let me also talk about the third innovative uh, program, as you've asked, is the new growth strategy. Mm. Usually with an IMF program, because of the fiscal consolidation, growth suffers. Growth will have to go down, you know, as you are not spending, because you are supposed to control spending. And, and therefore, government has to be intentional uh, if you want to grow, to create jobs. And this is why the government, in the midst of an IMF program, has come out with a five-year uh, new growth strategy, you know, focusing, first of all, on the first 15 months. And this growth strategy will focus on agriculture, on tourism, on digitalization, on industrialization. And so much money is going to be pumped into these areas so that we are intentional about growing in the midst of an IMF uh, program. We also want to leverage private sector uh, funding. And to that end, we are working with GIPC mm -hmm. to bring in additional $5.1 billion of foreign direct investment. In addition to the $3 billion series government is pumping into these sectors I have mentioned under the new growth strategy so mm -hmm. that we can grow the economy, so that we can create jobs, so that we can increase the incomes uh, of people, so that the usual notion about IMF program are not bringing growth and not bringing jobs are addressed. So this, in my view, are three critical innovations that this budget has pronounced. And we are committed to implementing this innovative program to ensure that our economy uh, grows at an accelerated uh, pace. Fair enough. You've given me uh, the innovative ideas or interventions for, for you on your part. A lot of talk about the IMF. We'll be talking about the second tranche. Of course, uh, we are expecting that um, November ending, we should get that board level agreement amongst others. We'll be getting into it. But um, this week, we're expecting that the La General Hospital uh, release of funds for work to begin. We are told that the contractor will be back on site a week. Are we still on course? Is that a promise to keep? This week, we are seeing the contractor back. Well, I, I think it is important to know that the government is concerned about the large general uh, hospital, mm -hmm. and it was intentional that the hospital uh, did not uh, take off. Uh, in actual fact, the contractor mobilized the site, and if you go to site, you will see uh, equipments of the of the contractor. Mm -hmm. But as a result of the dead standstill that we we announced, the loan that was coming to finance this project uh, stopped okay. because. The lender did not want it restructured. And if you have to restructure, as we are currently negotiating with the Paris Club and other creditors, they don't want to restructure a loan that is here to be dispersed. And that is fair enough. Government cannot fault them. 
And this is why government committed to doing this project has now uh, made provision for the hospital in the 2024 budget. 150 million Ghana cities mm -hmm. is provision for the first year. And uh, the contractor agreed to go back to site pending the payment uh, from the allocation that it, has been This week, pending the promise, this week, pending the promise, the contractor is back on site. His work is, is going to start in earnest. Is that the promise? Yeah, the contractor is going back to site. Uh, but this is also the same thing happening to Confanochi uh, Hospital. You know, it was funded uh, through uh, donor funding and because of the debt standstill and the restructuring negotiation, that project has also come to a standstill. Government has agreed to to fund it while the negotiation for the restructuring is going on. And therefore, a provision has been made in this budget to complete the Kokwanochi uh, Hospital. We have also initiated uh, processes of paying outstanding IPCs of about 40 million uh, euro. And so, similarly, those other projects that have come to stand still because of the restructuring of the, of the debts are not going to be abandoned. Government will have uh, innovative uh, measures to ensure that those projects uh, some time to come will, will continue. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, don't forget that once we reach an agreement with our creditors, uh, we will have clarity which of the projects will continue and which of them will have to fund through the, the budget in order for the people of Ghana to benefit from these very critical uh, projects. Staying on the medical front, the issue about um, tax reliefs, I saw the one on medical consumables, a very um, one that most people are very much interested in, at least those with renal um, situations amongst others, but really would want a classification of the medical consumables because looking at the full budget, I didn't get it in that budget. I don't know why it's not in the full budget, but we're seeing it in the highlights classify for us briefly uh, this medical consumables really um how what form is it going to take is it just any other medical consumables does it include those of the renal dialysis amongst others some clarification well the, the, the bills the tax bills you know uh, are being prepared you know and therefore all the tax lines that are going to be affected will be detailed out in the tax bills that we presented to parliament uh, for consideration. Full budget? Is and that the reason why it's not in the full budget? That is why it's not in the, it will come in the main uh, tax bills and Parliament will scrutinize it. Uh, you can't even say whether Parliament uh, will want to approve uh, all of them as intended and this is why it may be premature to list all of all of them. That may misinform the, the public and so I would urge uh, patience uh, for the tax bills uh, to be presented to Parliament so we can see the details. And when Parliament approves, then we will know the full extent of the uh, exemptions that will apply. But we are not getting a specification on the consumables just yet. It was, it was announced. We ought to know what the specific consumables are. We I'm don't know that. I'm about the, the dialysis, mm -hmm. the consumable, the chronic mm -hmm. dialysis. And uh, you and I know that the exemptions were never removed in the first place. And therefore, the link of the the charges, the increased charges to the removal of the exemptions mm -hmm. uh, were uh, wrong. And, and I, I, you know that Kualebu came out to, to correct that uh, uh, impression. Mm -hmm. However, they had an outstanding debt of 4 million Ghana cities. And uh, as I speak to you, the government has released uh, money for that outstanding debt to be, to be cleared. Mm. So that uh, 4 million debt has been cleared as we speak. It's been released for yes. clearance. 
But I'm sure there are certain measures. Are there certain measures that have been put in place um, to forestall any such happenings? I think it is important also to recognize that Kualibu, uh, as an institution, uh, has a board, it has management. It's a tertiary institution, and therefore they manage their finances. Uh, they charge fees for the services that they provide. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, there are times government will go in to support them, but these are uh, tertiary institutions that are of the budget. You know, And so we expect that the board and the management will institute the measures I understand they haven't opened it yet because they are trying to come up with measures that will ensure okay. that what happened never, never happens. Mm. It's really unfortunate that uh, uh, Ghanaians, Ghanaian citizens could go through uh, what they went through. Uh, that is unacceptable. And mm. this is why this government has responded quickly to uh, resolving uh, mm. that issue. Okay. Forgive me if I have to rush you, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, because we have a number of questions I would want us to go through, including those of the audience as well. But this week also, right after the presentation of the budget, my colleague Evans Mensah interacted with the minority leader, Dr. Kassiel Latou-Forsting. Amongst others, it appears that some 47 companies um, have, uh, before uh, the Finance Committee as we speak, asking for some uh, tax exemptions to the tune of $449 million under the 1D1F initiative. And it appears most of these companies happen to be cronies of the government. And um, he's asking that if, unless you withdraw these exemptions, they will not actually give you what you're looking for in terms of the passage or the support for the budget and revenue measures in it. Explain to us how come we are looking for the second tranche is $600 million and you're giving $449 million, um, tax exemptions to companies that are affiliated to the government. Well, I'm mean, curious if anybody will... Uh, associates in a company that is legitimately doing business uh, to a party, you know, without giving the, the basis for, for that. I want the minority leader to give out that basis. Secondly, uh, we have now what we call Tax Exemption Act. The Tax Exemption Act has laid out a procedure, a process by which exemptions are granted. I do not think the Tax Exemption Act uh, has a uh, 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 colors, you know, <laughs> for, for the companies that are applying for exemption, whether they are MPP colors or, or NBC colors. Mm -hmm. uh, thirdly, these exemptions are not granted by the minister. They are granted by parliament. And therefore, parliament debates and scrutinizes these applications for exemptions. I am a member of the finance committee. Mm -hmm. The minority is a member of the finance committee. And we have been scrutinizing all these applications for, for exemptions. And it goes to the floor of parliament, the chamber, and you have both minority and majority uh, members debating and, and, and approving. If but it, all, it's during scrutinizing, like it's during scrutinizing you know, at the level of the finance committee. That's how come he's raising the red alert, the red flags about these companies under the 1D1F initiative and these exemptions, 449 the, million. Is that not the curious? The finance committee has members, almost same number of members on the minority side and the majority side. Almost the same number. You know, uh, Parliament is very tight in terms of the numbers. And that also reflects on the Finance Committee. We have one member on the majority side more than the, the minority side. Mm -hmm. And there is usually consent of building at the uh, 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 Finance Committee level, just like uh, with other committees of, of Parliament. And so when it goes to the Chamber, you also have the minority side and the majority side. And you again know how the numbers are tight. And so if Parliament has decided that uh, certain assumptions be granted, you know, why, why would you say that they have been done on the basis of the colors of those companies? 
you know, and come to talk about uh, whether companies are MPP or MVC. What was the basis for identifying those companies? I thought those companies were Ghanaian companies doing legitimate businesses, unless he wants to say that during their time uh, they were granting exemptions to uh, MDC-affiliated companies. I have difficulty understanding this, mm. and I think that Ghanaian could dismiss this with the, with the content it deserves. Before you ask Ghanaians to dismiss, though, in, in that interview, I heard him say, Dr. Amin, before you ask Ghanaians to dismiss, I heard him say that their checks at that level reveal that the companies, or some of these companies, have long cleared the items and already finished the factory, for which reason you are giving them these tax exemptions. Well, if those have happened, then uh, why would Parliament then approve those exemptions? That is why Parliament is there to scrutinize. But that's, what, the, but that's what exactly the minority leader is doing. Isn't that yeah, the so scrutiny you're asking for? So, so, so he should lead his members not to approve it. That is what he's supposed to do as a responsible minority leader. And that's why he's raising the concerns. It's not a concern that you, is worth looking into. No, but I'm saying that if that is true, what he's saying is true, mm-hmm. Parliament has an option to approve or disapprove it. Mm. But- he is leading... He is leading large numbers in parliament. Mm. I would expect that he will use his membership to debate it when it comes to the, the chamber and then to, to use the members to reject it as well. That but, is the responsible thing to do. But help us make sense out of this. I can't understand how we are looking for 600 million in terms of our second tranche of the IMF, yet we are giving $449 million to these companies. Help me make sense out of it. I'm, 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 I'm even surprised uh, about, about this because... Uh, I don't know where he's getting the numbers from, and uh, I may have to find out uh, those applications. But as I said, uh, if you grant exemptions to Ghanaian companies, what is it for? Is it for them to go and chop that money? Is it for them to go and use that money for wedding ceremonies? No. They are going to be supported to make investments, and those investments will grow our economy. Those investments will create jobs. Mm. Good investment will help. So the issue of exemption is not an issue if the exemption is given to companies that are going to do legitimate business. But having said that, we have a Tax Exemptions Act now. It's a law which details out the processes for granting exemption and to the effect that Parliament will follow the process. I, I don't think that, that that is problematic. Okay. And when can Ghana expect to receive the next tranche of uh, the $600 million we are talking about? Because the IMF press release on the 6th of October announcing the outcome of its review said you must secure an agreement with Ghana's external creditors to complete the review and trigger the release of the next tranche of 600 million cities. We've heard the ministry say that you have not missed the November 1 deadline amongst others. When exactly are we hoping to receive the next tranche? What does it look like? I mean, actually, there was no November 1. I don't know uh, where it is manufactured from. You know, uh, what you saw on the paper, which your station uh, published, was indicative. But you knew that as of October, we had negotiated and finalized the, the staff agreement. Mm-hmm. And when you it and finalize the, the staff agreement, it means that you have met the conditions. There are two conditions that we were left to meet. Number one condition was the presentation of this budget, which uh, uh, takes to achieve the fiscal path of 0.5% mm-hmm. uh, surplus. And number two is to have an agreement with our creditors as far as the negotiation over the restructuring of the debt are concerned. 
So this budget has been presented, and so one of the two remaining has been has been met. Mm. We are determined to conclude uh, the negotiation to get uh, some agreement, which the fund uh, has indicated to us they will accept for them to set a, a board date and then approve it. When are we getting those agreements? When, when are we getting those agreements, especially with our external creditors? When are we hoping to get that? Well, we, we're hoping to have this agreement soon, and the uh, next tranche should happen uh, in the last uh, week of November to the first week of December. Last week of November to the first week of December. That's when we are getting the next 600 million tranche? That is dependent on when the, the fund uh, board seats and approves it, but we don't expect it to go beyond that. But what are the risks we face if we do not get the approval by the end of the month, as we're talking about? Well, uh, uh, we are confident of getting the approval because we have done our part. And remember when we uh, signed the uh, staff level agreement, the IMFMD indicated mm -hmm. in the press release that Ghana has done its part. Mm -hmm. We have done our part. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we are waiting for our creditors to also do their part. Mm -hmm. And the indication we are getting is that they will do their part. And, and, and they will do it success, successfully and favorably. Uh, for Ghana to secure the second tranche. Okay, so staying briefly on the DDE, we currently have a, a fiscal space of about 60 billion CDs from the figures I've been looking at from the debt exchange program. How does government intend to utilize that fiscal savings? Well, uh, we will use the savings. But first of all, the savings are not bringing in additional money. You know that. But mm -hmm. it's money that we would have paid that we will not uh, pay. That is what I think we mean by the savings in this case. Money we would have paid to our creditors, or money we would have paid today, which has now been postponed to be paid in future, because we have increased the maturity period through the DGDP. So it is not bringing additional money, okay? And, and therefore, whatever there is, uh, is going to be used to optimize the, 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 the spending uh, through the budget, uh, so that we can be able to allocate uh, money to growth enhancing uh, sectors and programs in the budget in order to be able to grow our economy. Let's um, get into uh, the rest of the questions that we have from the audience, and uh, then we can we can finish up on the rest that we have in the studios as well. Yeah, if you're ready, let's go through a batch of the questions. So this one from Malpomo says, as a public sector worker faithfully paying all my statutory taxes, I find myself facing additional taxation when opting for cashless transactions, even after my salary is taxed, transferring funds to my mobile wallet in case taxation, a very long one. Could you please explain what provisions in the budget aim to alleviate this burden for individuals like me, transfer funds, um, the issue for Malpomo. Now, let's go on to the next one. We'll take a quick one and then this one from Michael and Afienia. How can the finance minister claim the economy has actually turned the corner when inflation is beyond 30%? Fuel prices are still up and the city has not stabilized. Michael Afienia. Um, Sedia in Legon says, what informed the decision uh, to zero-rate VAT on locally manufactured sanitary parts instead of just removing all taxes as demanded by activists? Um, Tagbo in Ketsa says, what exactly is the 220 million allocation in the budget for the flats caused by the spillage for just relief or settlement and compensation? 
Ni in Labadi says, has the finance minister finally found the 50 million euros needed to start work on the abandoned La General Hospital? And when is the contractor moving to site? That's an issue he's been speaking on. Opari in Akusi says, the finance minister claimed this government has created more than 2 million jobs. Where are those jobs? Yeah, should we take responses to these ones? Okay, Jessica Madina will add that to it. Is there any assurance that government will not overspend in 2024? An election year has, as always, happened. That's the big question. Um, Jessica Medina, uh, for this round of questions, we will take brief uh, responses to your questions and we can take another batch on that. Um, Dr. Ahmed Amin Adam, so we start with Jessica's question. Um, fiscal discipline in an election year, well, what will be different this time? Well, I, I have already said that we have been fiscally disciplined this year mm. to the extent that what we program to spend, we spent uh, 14% uh, percent, uh, below that. And uh, we're going to carry that into uh, next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, uh, we've agreed to a fiscal path uh, with the IMF, mm-hmm. uh, which requires us to achieve a primary balance on commitment basis of 0.5% okay. uh, surplus. If we are not fiscally disciplined, we will deviate from this fiscal path. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirdly, uh, we are implementing a number of structural uh, um, uh, policies, you know, and these structural uh, policies are going to help ensure that we reform, structural reforms, we reform our public finances, we, we, we reform uh, the way agencies are, are spending, we reform uh, areas clearance issues, uh, we reform how we budget and how uh, cash is, is also managed. Okay. And so uh, to be able to do this, one of the things, for example, is to use the gift mix system to make payments uh, for projects. Mm. Second, if you don't have commencement letter, an MDA cannot start a project okay. unless there's a commencement letter. And for a commencement letter to be issued, there must be a budget, there must be provision for that project. So this mm. and, and many other uh, structural reforms that we are implementing uh, will ensure that we do not deviate from the fiscal path. Speaking about payments, though, the issue about contractors and the stalling of capital projects, it uh, looks like um, we didn't see or hear any mention of um, amounts to be paid to contractors. What's really the status of those who are owed contractors and the stalling of capital projects? Maybe briefly you can tie that in. Well, um, maybe we're taking this uh, out, of, out of context. Mm. You know, not all capital projects have stalled because we continue to pay for some capital uh, projects. Some of the capital projects are funded through the budget. We continue to release money for, for payment, and some are funded through multilaterals, the World Bank, the, the Africa Development Bank, the multilaterals, there's no dead standstill uh, on, on their financing, and uh, they are disbursing uh, money to, to people, contractors who are undertaking a, a projects funded by, by them. Okay. Where you have the, the, the capital projects stored, uh, the bilaterals and the commercials, which we are negotiating to reach an agreement over how we we treat them. And therefore, in this 2024 20, budget, government has provisioned 11 billion Ghana cities uh, to clear areas and the of contractors. Areas, uh, particularly in the road sector. And okay. so contractors are going to be paid. Okay. Well, 2 million jobs. Um, where are those jobs? Well, a lot of jobs have been, have been created. I mean, as we know, um, largely from the public sector, but there is also a great number of jobs are created from the from the private sector. When government is constructing roads, uh, mm-hmm. jobs are, are created. 
And then apart from that, uh, they have an institutional employment yeah, by the prison service, the police service. We all know that this has happened. Uh, in the medical field, uh, nurses have been recruited. Uh, we know that uh, clearance has been given from uh, time to time for nurses to be recruited, for teachers to be recruited. Uh, these are all in the public sector. And this was why uh, in the first quarter of this year, the growth that we generated was largely uh, attributed to the services sector, you know, okay. about 10% uh, or so. And this could be attributed to uh, the, the, the kind of uh, jobs that were uh, made available to, to, to Ghanaians. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also know that government, through the youth start, is empowering the youth. Uh, and in this budget, the 2024 budget, we are allocating 200 million U.S. dollars towards that. And okay. we are also seeking $150 million from the World Bank to support uh, youth employment uh, and skills development. Okay. Uh, so jobs are created. Mm. Uh, 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 people may not appreciate that, but those who have been recruited and are working know that they have been given opportunity to work uh, for themselves and for their country. Okay. Well, you've been speaking about the Lajeno Hospital. And, and so we'll take Nee's question now. $220 million allocation. They're asking if it's for relief, resettlement, and compensation. At least looking at the highlights, I see that it's for relief, correct? It's not for resettlement and compensation. Yes, it's for, for relief, but also there is a component on resettlement. Um, the minister mentioned in the budget that we are seeking a, an emergency uh, a support fund from the, from the World Bank, about exactly. $40 million. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that will also come to support the $220 million we have allocated in the budget, and so that we can address not just relief, our relief. You can also add the one trillion GDP that you're also looking at when the metric. Increase to about fifty. Last month, the, the, this month, the statistics, the Ghana Statistical Service came to announce the at the October uh, inflation rate coming down from 38% to 35%. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is the meaning of turning the corner once it is consistent. Okay, now if you have a growth rate which was projected at 1.5%, mm -hmm. and half into the year you are growing at 3.2%, higher than what you grew the same time that the last time uh, over the last period, same time last year, you know, it mm. tells you that you have turned the trajectory, you mm. have turned the corner. Mm. Now, if you have uh, inflation, I, I was talking about inflation already. Exactly. Now, if you have the current account balance, which was a, 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 a deficit last year, and this year it is a surplus, 1.1% of GDP. 
it means that you have turned the corner. Mm. Okay. And then you come to the exchange rate. The exchange rate year to date depreciated by about 22%. Same time last year, it was around 30%. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from February till date, it's depreciated by just about 6.4%. So a CD that was depreciating at 54%, now depreciating over eight months period by 6.4%. It tells you that the trajectory has changed. Mm. And so truly, we have turned the corner. But and how do we turn the corner, Dr. Amin Adam, how do we turn the corner when we're hearing that industry is really not growing, the agri sector, there are concerns about marginal growth, and then also the, the huge gap, the difference in growth in the 16 regions amongst others. Really, how then do you say that generally you've turned the corner, you've grown, you have recovered? You know that all sectors of the economy cannot grow at the same same rate, rate. of course. They don't grow at the same rate. And so, as I indicated, in the first quarter, the growth was largely influenced by the services sector, about 10% for services. In the second quarter, we saw the services sector growing by about 6% and agri sector growing by about 63%. Mm -hmm. Industry came up a little. Let's see the third quarter and the fourth quarter, and then you will see the different uh, dynamics. Okay. And... The fact that the government is also intentional now about growth, the new growth strategy I talked about, which is seeking to invest more and to attract more investment, direct foreign investment into industry. The fact that we have provided uh, tax reliefs that will support industry. You read some of the tax reliefs mm-hmm. that we, 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 we provided. You know, that should tell you that industry will also come up. Mm. And so we are, we are determined to grow the economy across board. But you cannot see all the sectors of the economy growing at the same rate. Okay. Well, Mafuma wanted to find out about... Yeah, uh, you were talking about the one trillion. Maybe you can box that in briefly. Yeah, we are talking about the one trillion. And the metrics. I, I, I think that... Uh, I think that the one trillion... Um, uh, the one trillion CD mark that we are seeking to cross next year mm-hmm. is a meaningful metric. I mean, mm. there is no meaningful metric. We report on the nominal GDP every year in our budget. And you know that uh, most of the budget indicators, most of the macro indicators are measured against the nominal GDP. What are you talking about? Uh, deficit, what are you talking about? Debt, what are you talking about? Revenue or expenditure. And so it is kudos for me if somebody says it is not meaningful. Mm-hmm. Now, why do we use it as the basis for all the analysis we do, economic analysis? Now, somebody says inflation. Inflation is 30%, so mm-hmm. which it, 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 the, the one trillion is mainly. Don't forget that we are talking about growing the economy from the time we took over, 2017, up to the time that we are crossing the one trillion mark. And so there have been uh, growth year after year. The economy has been expanding. And the largest expansion we saw were also periods of low inflation. Don't forget that. 2017, 2018, 2019, when we were growing at average seven percent Those were also the periods of lower inflation. Mm. We had significant inflation. And so the fact that inflation increased for two years does not negate the expansion in the economy in real terms over the period before COVID struck. Okay. And so inflation has been addressed. It has been catered for. Some people have said it is because of the depreciation of the city. Why not? But even if you come to look at that and you want to use the dollar, which has been the stable uh, currency, what have Mm. we done? Mm. We have increased the size of the economy from... 56 billion U.S. dollars in 2016 
uh -huh. to if you want to use the current exchange rate, then you are talking about 83 billion US dollars by the end of next year. 2024? 2024? Okay. Yes. Okay. That would have meant that we have increased the size of the economy by a whopping 27 billion United States dollars over seven, eight years. Mm. Now, if you want to use 14 cities to a dollar uh, next year, because next year is when we want to cross the one trillion, then you are talking about 15 billion US dollars that this government would have added to the economy from 2016 to 2024. Okay. But if you even compare this with the NDC, who are making all the noise about the one trillion being million, what did they do? Between 2013 and 2016, they actually contracted the, the size of the GDP. Because in 2013, the value of the GDP in dollar terms was $64 billion. By 2026, when they left government, it had reduced to $50, $56 billion. A decline by about $8 billion United States dollars. Okay. And so across, across all, 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 all analysis, whether it's real analysis or academic exercise or you want to do economic analysis, this government has done so well within this period that we have been... Re re reason why you, you maintain that you've turned the corner. But um, the, yeah. there was talk about fuel, uh, for instance, uh, because people say even though you turn the corner, uh, it's not felt in their pockets. So it brings me to the issue about the gold for oil deal. Um, this initiative really, actually... How has it translated into cheaper fuel on the market, you'd say? Briefly. The Gold for Oil program was intended to stabilize uh, prices. Mm -hmm. And we noted that the increase in prices, arbitrary increases and the high increase in prices was due to the exchange rate uh, uh, volatility or depreciation. Mm -hmm. As a result of this, the BDCs were using what we call forward uh, exchange rate in pricing petroleum products. Gold for oil came to address the forward pricing of petroleum products. Because, uh, don't forget that, the prices had gone beyond 20 cities uh, per, 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 per liter, 20 pesos per liter. And we managed to bring it down through the gold for oil to around 12 uh, uh, pesos uh, per liter. And okay. from that point, and from that point, it's been stable between 12, 13, uh, pesos per liter is being stable, and that is what the gold oil was intended to achieve. So I'm hearing so the minister. I'm the hearing the okay. Mm -hmm. You can conclude on that. The forward pricing of petroleum product, as was done by the the BDCs, because mm -hmm. now they don't use dollars to buy uh, petroleum products. We mm -hmm. use CDs, and also in the past, you needed 400 million US dollars to import petroleum products into Ghana. Mm -hmm. Because of gold oil, the demand pressure for dollar has gone down. You know, uh, up to 250 million US dollars uh, is no longer needed to bring in petroleum products. Okay. And so the gold oil has really helped, you know, and that is also a contributive factor to the stability of the city against the dollar. Mm. Well, we've turned successfully that corner. One wonders why we still have COVID levy in place. As we've had the businesses just before uh, the budget, they were hoping that at least that particular levy would go. Um, why, why is it still there? What's the justification, briefly? Well, I mean, you recall that during uh, COVID, we spent a lot and we had to borrow to spend mm -hmm. because as a result of the spending we did, we recorded a deficit of about 14% in 2020. 
and this deficit has to be financed. Mm -hmm. And you can finance the deficit by increasing revenue through increasing taxes or by borrowing. Under the circumstances, people were already hard hit, okay, and therefore you could not increase taxes in many ways. So we borrowed to finance our deficit. Okay. And so even though COVID uh, may have abated in terms of the contraction of the disease and the spread of the disease, mm -hmm. the death burden associated with COVID still uh, exists, still with us. Okay. And we have to be able to abate that. What would you say to the business community that say this particular budget is not business friendly? Well, it depends on how they look at it. If there are issues that they wanted us to address, which have not been addressed, they may have that conclusion. Mm. But there are other businesses that have lauded this budget, maybe because issues that they had have also been addressed, because we had consultations with okay. industry, with businesses. And this is why you have all these tax reliefs going to support businesses. Okay. The tax reliefs are not for granted. Don't take them for granted. Mm. They are all appreciated with businesses. Okay. including new businesses that we want to create. The electric vehicle business, we want to create that business because mm -hmm. we are faced with climate change and the world is moving towards electric vehicles. And so we are not only supporting existing businesses, but we are also helping to create new businesses mm -hmm. so that we can better way to grow okay. our economy. Is it true that uh, Finance Minister Kenu Foyata is resigning? What for? That's all we've, so we've heard. Taking us out of... Uh, these difficulties mm -hmm. that we have recovered and you can see all the, the figures showing that we are recovering mm -hmm. and the signs of stability are showing uh, why why do you want him to, to resign i'm not asking i'm not want, i'm not wanting him to resign that's what we heard but so you, i'm you, asking you him that's that, the case that, and, I'm telling, and i'm giving you my answers so okay you may all want right. to ask those people who have said that okay dr mohammed aminada we are grateful uh, for your time thank you so much for joining us here on the probe uh, for taking our questions my pleasure. we are grateful and that's uh, the minister of state and the finance ministry and karaga mp dr mohammed aminada for our radio audience the work of jesus is up next many thanks for your company there's more when you log on to myjournaline.com i am mfr Powell. have a good evening